December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. October 16th, 2021. Three days that will live on in infamy. Now the first two are world-renowned, world-known dates. Of course, chance. What was December 7th, 1941? This is uh, like... The only important days in history are when uh, America had a plane attack. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wait, that, that's no. a hint. December 7th, 1941. Yes. That was when, um, what's his name? President Tuff died in a bathtub or whatever. Correct. September 11th, 2001. Dean, what was that? Uh, I think Eminem released a song. Correct. <laughs> October 16th, 2021. Megan, what was that? It was, it was me going to class. And Correct. It was really exciting. <laughs> but each of these things also has another almost as important thing that happened. <laughs> December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor. September 11th, 2001, uh, building Pearl Harbor. October 16th, 2021, <laughs> Queen's Homecoming. Harbor. <laughs> the Pearl Harbor of University Ave. <laughs> the Pearl Harbor of downtown Kingston. The 9-11 of the ghetto. There is no historical precedent that can understand the mayhem and misery that was wrought, but we're going to do our very best to find out. If only we could hear from some of the victims In fact, and know what they were thinking. As, as someone who w was downtown Kingston on the day it happened, uh, my voice will be amplified on this podcast as we are going to cover not only Queen's homecoming, but the most heated blood feud in Canadian history, Kingston residents or townies, as we will refer to them as, versus Queen's students. Megan, hit that music, and let's get this you-know-what going. Welcome back, everyone. It's the Late Late Capitalism Show. We're going to be swearing. We're going to be carrying on. We're going to be talking about uh, fantasy police violence that many of the townies wish were com was committed upon Queen's students. Uh, joining me on this trek into the heart of darkness, we have my friend Chancellor. Hey, I'm here with Dean. Folks, hello, it's Dean. I also have Megan. That's right. You always make me go last, and it's because I'm a woman. Sad. Saving the best <laughs> for last. <laughs> so, we have... When I say me, admittedly, this was mostly me. One of my favorite things to do in any given day of the week is just go to, like, the Kingston media pages and read the comments. And it can be on, like, any... And I mean any topic, and you will find at least one or two completely insane or unhinged things. Yeah, it makes me feel like the residents of Kingston are the people that got the CBC comments turned off on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's likely what happened. And it's funny you mention that, because the Kingstonist, at a certain point, 
on Saturday, October 16th, just stopped letting people comment on the homecoming posts because it was going insane. That's actually crazy because, like, as we're going to find out throughout the episode, I'm pretty sure that Kingstonist only makes money on homecoming and the yeah. rest of the day <laughs> they run at a loss. Um, yes. And so I'm very surprised that they even did any sort of corralling of the commenters, but... Hello, yeah, right. no, th- this is like Kingstonist Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. th- it's all on the table for them on this one day. <laughs> so and they just, they go out there and they play their hardest and they leave it all out there on the field. I was gonna say they certainly do leave it out on the field. And continuing our trend of of reading some scary things, we're gonna we're gonna read some of these comments for you. Right. I'm gonna start off with so, a pair. Does everyone have a flashlight under their face? Because that's important mm-hmm. for this part. <laughs> Of flashlight under my face, flashlight under the table, ready to go. <laughs> God. So I have two from a gentleman whose profile picture is assumedly his grandchild, but it just looks like it's a really angry baby. So I'm going to read <laughs> these two back to back. Kingston leaders are afraid of queen students. Equal total chaos for those who live in Kingston. I say that every queen student should be ID'd and then kicked out of university for life with no tuition returned, banned from ever living in this city for life, and charged with criminal offenses, including danger to the life and liberty of police who should be taking out their guns, shooting a few, equal the rest will disperse. (laughs) I think that one is like the worst one. Just saying that you need to kill a couple of them to teach them a lesson. About one hour later... He adds, Queens should kick every one of those students out of university. That is the only way they will ever learn to smarten the hell up. Those POS, so like, I don't know, the debit machine students, should also be put into jail, not bail, until they begin to realize that laws are for everyone, including them. So, yeah, like advocating for killing some of them, and then the rest of them have to hard time. Just shooting, not necessarily killing Megan. You oh, cannot put yeah. words like in the face. Yeah, it could be a Joe Biden style shooting where mm. we aim for the leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this gentleman is authorizing Kingston police to use less than lethal rounds. And finally, it's about time. <laughs> Let thank loose you, sir. <laughs> the dogs of war. Thank you, baby. Thank you, the boss, baby. Um, so that, those I... are two of my favorites. Does somebody else have one they'd like to share? Yeah, I've got two comments here. Uh, on a lovely string from the same thread not the one that you were saying but these two are just back to back oh yes um if i said it once i'll say it again if you give them a warning they'll do it again if you give them a fine they'll just be sneakier if you send them to jail they may learn their lesson for once and another comment underneath that call in the army (laughs) tanks tear gas fire hoses enough is enough Police alone cannot contain this. I do like homecoming famously sneaky holiday. This really yeah. <laughs> they're gonna get sneakier if you yell at them. Yeah. Ten thousand people in the street is sneaky as fuck. The only thing that you're angry about is the fact that you can see the kids out on the street. Yeah. One hundred percent. So if they were sneaky and just doing it in their house, uh, which is one hundred percent completely legal, by the way, uh, then there's no issue. Right? Yeah. No, uh, not at all. They're sneak. Oh, they're they're gonna sneakily have two or three beers in the afternoon, uh, and then <laughs> you know say some slurs. That part, yeah, you know we, we don't can't love, say, but can't stop yeah. them from doing that. Not only they don't stop the you on your Facebook profile. <laughs> um, D and D have oh Megan, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Go well, 
thank you for providing all these comments, Jesse. Your your brain is really broken, but I've There's... been reading through a lot of them. Um, I like the one um, from Danielle that says, my head hurts. Really? Close queens down. This is such BS. They're laughing at us. Which, like, <laughs> what? They're and as we've discussed, the university is, like, the third biggest employer in the city. And the the whole they're laughing at us like no they're not thinking of you that is sort of the no. main yeah, problem when, we have no, here. Uh, you are not referenced. You have like a lot of like you know twenty like early twenties kids all together. You know hormones are raging. Uh, school spirit is in the air. Everyone's wanting to unwind and have a good time. And what's the first thought on all of their minds? Man. This is really going to piss off Kathy in the West End. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't there one too, I don't know if it's here, but of a woman saying, I'm afraid to go downtown. Let me see if I can find it again. But she's like, uh, the people I know are afraid to go downtown. Yeah, that's this is the really going to hurt tourism. Uh, yeah, just really <laughs> incredible stuff. But I, Oh, go ahead, Dean. No, I've got no, no, you go one after. Oh, so this one, uh, I have two that are back-to-back back in the same thread, one of which is something the city and the university has actually discussed doing, and the other one, uh, I guess, is like towny death wish fantasy. So <laughs> the first, from somebody's somebody who has the name Hambly, that is one of their names, Hambly, which I just think is so funny to me. Name the little pricks and have them shamed and charged in the media, which is something that yeah. has been Cancel proposed. Cancel culture strikes again. And then the other one from uh, uh, assumedly an older gentleman in his 40s. Can citizens come down and exercise our right to defend our town? That that could get interesting. What? And, okay, yeah. You don't have a right to defend your town. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not a do. thing. Yeah. No, they do. This guy said they I don't, do. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> huh? There's also this one, the the university needs to step in and expel students who don't comply. Sorry, kids, you're done for the semester. No refund for tuition and you're all locked into lease agreements, <laughs> which is very interesting. That like, hmm. And I, I don't know if we want to read more comments because I, can, I, I feel like I can go off about the landlord issue here. But would someone continue if you have more to say i just i have one very dumb one that makes me laugh i would like to say though the guy the person who proposed that landlord one is 100 percent certainly a landlord mm -hmm. that is oh yeah that's how they talk no, they're salivating things <laughs> that's right. also i love the fixation on no refund for your tuition it's like why do you want the university to have this money you hate the university. Yeah, you want it. Someone's like, shut it down, but also make them keep the money. Yeah, <laughs> they deserve it. They earned it. Yeah, they can keep it. They can do whatever they want with it while they're shut down. My favorite comment is one that is not violent in the least. It's just this woman who says, are the students back at the nonsense? <laughs> what, a, what a charmed life that is. Yeah. They, they really are they back are. at the nonsense. Yeah. Back on my bullshit. <laughs> and for the listeners at home, I would highly recommend you go to like the Kingston Wig Standard or the Kingstonist and just go through the comments on really any article, but especially ones related to Queens University. And you will have the time of your life like i have probably 40 or 50 of these on my phone and it the funnier it gets funnier the more details come out about like homecoming and everything involved yes. with it right but we we've, we've had our fun we we ate our dessert first uh now we we have to get into 
into the meat of this, which is homecoming. What is it? Why is it? Why does it loom so large in the imaginations of townies? Uh, and like, how how do we address the like deep psychological issues put forth uh, twice a year if we're including St. Patrick's Day yeah. every year? Well, three uh, times a year, really. If you include like move in as well. Yeah, Frosh is pretty fucked up. Usually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frosh. <laughs> so I can answer questions about the historical background of homecoming. And then we're definitely going to need to riff on why this weighs so heavily on the minds of the townie psyche. So homecoming is I learned this the other day and I thought this was quite interesting. So homecoming doesn't exist as a concept at Queens at all until about the 1920s. So there is no sense of homecoming throughout the 19th century or even into the first 25 years of the 20th century. Well, Do you want to know six students a year, so that's yeah. very exciting. <laughs> there were actually there were a lot of students that did not come home from the war, so to say homecoming at all was <laughs> really offensive. Now, they would have like the occasional <laughs> like class reunion, but this was like maybe one graduating class. It was a very sparse affair. Do you want to know where the idea of homecoming came from? Where? Shoot, go ahead. A financial consultant alumni based out of Montreal was like, hey, you guys should have a big event uh, to celebrate University Day, which commemorates the creation of the Queen's Charter. So the, uh, the idea was, oh, bring back all the graduates for like this like big soiree, you know, a fancy like uh, G Great Gatsby style party, probably with the same amount of like auto fatalities as well. Yeah, the Diamond Jubilee of Queens. So right. did other universities have it first or was this like they all sort of invented it around the same time? Like did Queens it's start technically in Ontario? Like, homecoming was something that like existed in the US, but it wasn't really like a major thing in Ontario until Queens started holding these like alumni reunion events. Mm. So, so this the, this whole thing starts from a marketing ploy. Exactly, which I think is so perfect. So the first ever homecoming, which was called Alumni Weekend, was held. And this is insane to me. They hold it in like the middle of winter, like the third weekend of November <laughs> in 1926, when it's like fucking Ew. cold as shit in Kingston. It yeah, attracted 870 graduates from the classes of 1874 to 1926. Wow. Right? The 1874 is interesting. God, I can't imagine even imagine the, the facial hair on display. <laughs> the, the cut of that jib. No doubt. So it's a really successful event, and they start implementing it as like a recurring thing in the 1930s and 40s, which, quote, grew to include tea services, dean's receptions, faculty talks, and a Sunday church service. Little hangouts. Huh. Fun. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure that the Sunday church service was really well attended. And this was yeah, all really. with little alcohol present and contained to campus. What? I, are you for, for serious and for true? Yes. yes. Was there like a temperance movement going on <laughs> at this time? Like, no, is this, they... I'm imagining just like a lot of like really belligerent Scotsmen. <laughs> uh, they kind of talk about why these events were so tame in a little bit. So here's a quote. From our modern sensibilities, I don't think it could have been all that much fun. Sure, there was a football game and a nice sense of nostalgia, but what was what it was meant to be an intergenerational passing of the Queen's spirit. So it was more of like an obligation than a party. It's like you have to go to this so you can continue this, as we now know, completely hollow sense of camaraderie and school pride created by some insane marketing mogul. 
1926. Well, that and you have to maintain this network of connections to other belligerent Scotsmen who, like, maybe can hire your kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the 1970s, homecoming changed with the addition of an alumni parade around Richardson Stadium, quickly becoming a highlight for many people. Uh, citation needed. The parade served (laughs) as an opportunity for alumni and current students to showcase their school spirit. Year floats in the parade gave students an opportunity to make some naughty jokes, but it was all in good fun. Naughty jokes, a.k.a. racist jokes. Yeah, just for real, like, threats of rape. Yeah. Yeah. While homecoming was relatively controllable up until the 1980s, things changed in the middle of the decade. Students began to lose interest in meeting with alumni, and the event was slowly becoming a bigger and bigger student party. There are two reasons given for why this is the case. Does anybody want to take a stab as to what potential reasons were given for why homecoming shifted from an alumni celebration to essentially a massive street party? Well, I Um, imagine the school just got a lot bigger. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It was a lot, uh, a lot more students. So it was harder to have these like intimate meetings with alumni and also a lot more less well-connected, less elite students uh, who wouldn't really benefit from said meetings anyway. So you're right about the population increase. That's a huge thing tied to that. And this is still one reason. There is a separate reason given as well. But tied to that, of course, the expansion of student housing, the ghetto becomes a thing in the 1980s, like a real, it is now like mostly students and it is just the ghetto. Hmm. But the second reason given... You can blame it on the damn Trudeau family. Ah, no. You see, in 1982, something called the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms was passed. And you're thinking, how is this impacting a university? Well, quote, it made clear that legally students were just as much adults as the administration. This gave the students an independence they didn't have before. According to McDowell, pre-charter, the university was a parental figure for students, telling them what they could and couldn't do. Post-charter, however, this was very different. It was finally acknowledged that students are citizens and what they do on Saturday nights is their business and it's not the university's in any direct way. Hmm. So I don't. I feel like there was probably still massive parties in the 50s and 60s, but that's interesting. Maybe they were like just in houses more. And I think what they're talking about is like the parties that were there all of a sudden expanded and became closer Mm -hmm. to what you would see nowadays. Mm -hmm. And that that certainly tracks like the 80s was a huge time for like homecoming and partying in Kingston. Like I know alumni from that time that have told me about like the insane, like fucking massive ragers they threw. Oh, yeah, just re- really, like, animal It's the 80s. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's doing cocaine, yeah. which is no. true yeah. today. But I, from what I'm gathering so far is in order to correct this homecoming problem, we simply have to repeal the Charter of Rights and Freedom. Yeah. And you know what? If you were to ask most people in the Kingston's comment section, <laughs> I mean, they, want, they would say yes, but for the vaccine thing, but then also yes, but for homecoming. It is clearly an ineffective piece of legislation that needs to be removed. For many, for many alumni, this was an alarming change. They came to homecoming expecting to mingle with younger students, and increasingly, students couldn't care less. For students, the weekend was a great opportunity to party and let off some steam before midterms. So from the 19, mid-1980s to 1990, there emerged, quote, two completely different homecomings, one organized by the school and one where the students just, well, did what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're still 
if you like read the homecoming emails every year technically there are like brunches for your faculty and yeah like absolutely. talks and everything well this one was on zoom so that sounds super fun but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so here's where we start to get into the homecoming party oeuvre as we currently know it so the 1990s things just keep escalating uh, I had access to like student conduct reports from like the early 2000s and mid 1990s. And this was stuff that took place on campus and like campus sanctioned bars. And the amount of times where it's like, oh, they crammed 1300 people into a 400 person capacity uh, nightclub. And it's like the police were called this, this and this happened. It's like this wasn't just a homecoming thing like Queens is insane and was particularly insane in like the 90s and the 2000s. Mm. Right. Like assaults, batteries, uh, like a fire was set in the underground nightclub once. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, didn't <laughs> we get awesome. to, there was one year in the early 2000s where they, the infamous oh, car flipping. Megan, as a matter of fact, in 2005, things changed for the worst. Described in the Queen's Journal as a, quote, celebrity riot, don't know what that means, approximately 7,000 people gathered on Aberdeen Street and cheered as a car was overturned and set on fire. Not only was the KGH emergency room packed with dangerously intoxicated students, but Kingston police distributed 350 liquor offenses and 18 criminal charges. That is uh, rather quaint <laughs> compared to some charges I've seen since. Yeah. The reaction to this incident was overwhelming. Not only did media outlets across the country take notice, but a Queen's Journal article reported that the Aberdeen Street Party even prompted some alumni to decrease their contributions to the university, which I actually oh do believe. I, yeah. I do believe. Despite the fact many people directly involved had no direction to, direct connection to Queen's, that'll be familiar and come back later, 2005 left a dark spot on Queen's reputation. And over the next few years, uh, steps were taken to address that. I have, I'm just going to read two headlines for you. These are from 2008. So 2007 was considered to be a tamer affair where there were only a few less arrests than 2005, but they said, oh no, it was successful. So in 2008, these are just two headlines. Uh, one is from the Queen's Journal and one is from the Toronto Star. This first article, September 23rd, 2008. Queens, City of Kingston, prepare for homecoming. November 19th, 2008, Queen's University cancels homecoming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so 2008 didn't go well. In fact, in 2008, there was a famous event involving a couple, like a Queen's student and a Kingston resident where uh, there was a fight that broke out at a Subway restaurant that resulted in a Kingston resident being put into a coma. Oh, holy shit. Like these parties were legitimately getting out of hand. Mm -hmm. And yeah. after 2008, they basically said, like, we're still going to have a homecoming football game, but there is no homecoming. Like, this is outlawed. Originally, it was supposed to be a two-year ban with the idea being that they're going to let, like, the worst of the, the participants graduate out. And then it was actually extended in 2010 to 2013 by uh, mm -hmm. Daniel Wolf, who's like, yeah, this probably isn't a good idea. A lot of people are still here, and it's only been uh, two years. So there was a five-year mm -hmm. period where there was no, quote-unquote, homecoming. And so was so, so the school canceling homecoming, did that mean like canceling the alumni events and the football game and stuff? Yes, they would have events in the summer for alumni. Like in May, they would have like an alumni uh, reunion, but it was deliberately held until after all the students had left, all classes had ended. And then it was like a sedate affair where they would like basically just come and hang out. And, you know, since they're all rich alumni, like eat adrenochrome and, 
you know, Wallace Hall. <laughs> and so in, in those years, were there street parties or no? Not because to the it wasn't same official date? degree. Like, mm-hmm. I will say in 2012, I was 18 years old and me and some friends did go into Kingston around when homecoming was normally held. And there really wasn't like there were some parties, but they weren't like a gigantic conglomeration. It was like a couple house parties and mm-hmm. they were pretty tame. I, I don't understand. Like, as we've established in the 80s, the actual like homecoming, the queen sanctioned event and homecoming, the student party had completely diverged. Uh, yeah. But then when Queens cancels homecoming, their sanctioned event, the street parties die down. I don't understand how that works at all. Part of it was them threatening like way more harsh punishments for violating that. And part of it was uh, just the fact that like they were told, hey, if you guys behave, we're going to bring back official homecoming. So and, it was like, mm, and to and be fair, it did work. I don't know. I imagine how, like, there's also some alumni leverage too. Um, well, that's because the thing. One the th- Once they started losing money. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I saw around this year was a lot of alumni saying, like, if this keeps up, I'm not donating mm-hmm. uh, because it's embarrassing to be an alumni of a university that keeps getting national news for like uh, crazy partying and stuff like that. Exactly. I also don't know how important this is. Um, I, I know like students are capable of like figuring out a date, but if there is no official date and especially if people weren't using facebook as much or maybe they were in 2008 but like just Mm. also coordinating the entire like day of it would be more difficult if it wasn't sanctioned but i i don't know i don't know how much social media they were using it wasn't as widespread as it is now certainly and yeah for five years there is no official homecoming and then the decision is made to uh bring it back into 2013 which was my first year of university and yeah you know what it was a pretty tame affair, although famously, this is one of the most infamous uh, kind of little deals if you were at Queens at any point in the last 10 years. Mark Gerritsen, currently the MP, formerly the mayor of Kingston, uh, did a photo op on the corner of Aberdeen and William, which had like a few pieces of garbage on the ground, but was otherwise in like really good shape mm-hmm. and said, not good. Or my message oh to my Queens, Queens U principal is this. Not good. Yeah. Okay. Wherein where uh, everybody just started laughing at him. And to be fair, he hates Queens <laughs> and he hates Queens students. Oh, so yeah. it's what you expected, but it was very funny. But <clears throat> he didn't even have to go to Aberdeen and William like on homecoming to get that pick because like i lived on aberdeen yeah, uh, yeah it's and gross it's always disgusting <laughs> it it's is like garbage place. everywhere uh but it doesn't matter because nobody no one but students lives there folks and no one but students uh ever go there mm-hmm. uh besides i guess a delivery truck going to the ark <laughs> that's so, about it yeah Sense. so oh uh, go ahead I well, I was just gonna say, like, I I feel like this brings us into the first topic of of like landlords and also like where people live in Kingston in general. Um, yeah, first of all, as we've been talking about, townies do not live on Will- William and Aberdeen. That would be ridiculous no. of them to do. That is the hub of the student district, so like obviously they wouldn't be there anyway. And the comments make it sound like they are being like personally affronted, like someone is coming <laughs> to their house. And like smashing their cupboards when it's well, you, obviously you think they're like localized. For the yeah, it's like it is localized this year, actually. And I don't know if this is just because of the inc- extreme increased police presence that was here this year, but they ended up, they did move farther out into where people 
where more non-students live. Mm-hmm. But that was because they were being like all chased handcuffed out. and chased on Aberdeen. So it's like if you're already if you have a street where you know that like any property damage is going to be to slumlords that charge everybody nine hundred dollars mm. a room for the like a house that's literally sinking and leaking from every surface and where the landlords never plant grass or do anything and then people are standing on like the mud in front of it and everyone's like this is the end of the world like oh my god this is so ridiculous yeah so, so in 2016 there was a very famous homecoming incident do you guys remember the saga of the horse slap oh we talked about the horse <laughs> yeah. slap <laughs> exactly. oh yeah baby that's so, a classic uh, other than that quote uh this event has been busy but not overly troublesome said a kingston police officer in 2016 hmm how things have changed in five short years we've gone from oh just a little bit of horse slapping oh well (laughs) to yes in october of 2021 as megan has alluded to the increased police presence which was ostensibly to ensure that covid regulations were not being violated led to some truly insane first off none of the cops wearing masks no yeah truly insane and if they were it was around their chin like it was just ridiculous that they were like saying that they were you know doing this for covid and then they were just like breathing into students faces like okay so let's cover some of the events in the 2021 homecoming some of which we will agree are awful such as the various flags hung from student houses that you know said things like lock up your daughters not kingston or one that conflated uh you know the covid vaccine to having sex with a girl and like all all the kind of standard awful like bullshit fucking rape culture shit Mm -hmm. that oh by the way western may have had all these issues but you know who's number two on that list uh queen's university so Fucking mm-hmm. cheers, guys. <laughs> We're down, but not out, folks. That's right. The two, hmm, wow, the two party schools, including one that had their homecoming taken away permanently. Wow, I wonder if there's any connection to that. Weird. Uh, then there were events, yes, as Megan mentioned, originally things were confined to like Aberdeen, William, Alfred, like the general kind of student area. And there were some interesting events. Chance sent a video to the group chat of two extremely drunk guys, one of whom was wearing a Boston Celtics jersey, so we know which one was evil, getting into a fist fight. (laughs) Uh, There were videos of people jumping off the roof into, like, a crowd, which was insane. Uh... In early in the day, we had a lot of rain, and there were people swimming in the streets, which was also awful. (laughs) Yeah, the students are definitely assholes. Like they they <laughs> oh, smashed horrible. in someone's windshield that lived near Vic Park. Like yeah. they were kicking over little free libraries. Like uh, and also like Queens students are annoying, we Garbage. know, because we went there and like every time you see them in Toronto, you're like, "Oh god, that must be a Queens student." Like <laughs> not good. They're not yeah, nice. I locked my car door. And there was yeah. a ton of people from other schools who just came to be an asshole. So that I don't want to awesome. say like you know, the students are perfect baby angels and they're being like no. unfairly they're, targeted. No, but they yeah. all they also Make are no like mistake. being unfairly targeted to like we the extent. Yeah. yeah, there are no heroes in this story. It's it's just varying degrees of like villains and anti-heroes. Yeah, there was famously and 
an issue where an officer was, quote, taken to hospital for being hit with, I think, like a bottle or something. Mm. Uh, another one said that an officer was injured trying to apprehend a student, which really makes me laugh because if you cannot take down, like... That must have been the one that chased him on the street and fell <laughs> that's over. That's what I'm thinking. Because it's like, oh, that's you the one that got injured? <laughs> you can't arrest, like, class of 2025 Timothy Chalamet. When yeah, you're wearing, exactly. like, who's so drunk yeah. and there's like six cops yeah. running around like it's a cartoon like it literally yeah. looked like the road runner yeah yes. no it's just like six of like the dumbest guys uh from you know what whatever kingston high school uh oh, chase- bay ridge yeah six of the dumbest guys from bay ridge chasing around an e-boy who weighs 80 pounds and is is blasting oh god what are they even listening to uh darude sandstorm that's a really topical one no it's coming back he was listening to no children by the mountain goats that's right (laughs) one one of the hottest trends on tiktok that's right it was and that was it was so funny watching this guy just completely eat shit and it was you know, go throughout the day, you would see stuff like this. You go, yeah, well, that's homecoming. Then there were videos emerging of cops with, like, riot shields walking down Aberdeen Street with, like, one of those old-fashioned, like, hand crank, like, megaphones going... Whoa, yeah, like, they literally had party. riot police there, like, with the shields all standing in a row, like, pushing into Aberdeen. And it's like, what the hell? They're, like, having a party. Like, I can't even imagine what the police would act like if there was an actual riot in Kingston like for a serious cause if this is what they do to like 19 year olds who are drunk in the road like good lord yeah no it was and of course it had the unintended consequence of pushing these students into non or at least not entirely like not 100% student areas Mm -hmm. which towards the end of the night culminated with thousands of people ending up in Vic Park which actually is an area that has non-students living in it. Mm-hmm. And we mean like shoulder to shoulder, like pressed into each other as tight as sardines. Now, I was working downtown at the time at a bar and we kept hearing through it the night like, oh, we're going to go to Vic Park. We're going to go to Vic Park. And then when I saw a video of what Vic Park was like, I went, Jesus Christ, how have they managed this? Like, how did you fuck up this badly to where you had it contained to one specific area, about two city blocks? And then it just spread <laughs> to, yeah. like, the entire rest of the student district. It was tremendous. Also, yes, so many people from out of town. The amount of people that showed up to the bar with, like, American ID and, like, American vaccine cards. The amount mm. of people that were very clearly from Toronto. The amount of people that were from, like, Pembroke and all of these other podung, like, disgusting backwoods towns. It was hilarious. Like, they were as bad as the Queen students. Some of them were worse. Yeah. And in the aftermath of that, like, of course, the outrage machine starts spinning. We we saw comments, like, we covered at the top of the show <laughs> from the townies who basically want to, you know, string the students up, take all their money, let their landlords eat, and then shoot them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what's happened. It's it's not like this is a spur of the moment thing that completely took 
the city by surprise. It's not like 9-11. It is like 9-11 in the sense that they knew this was going to happen and they just let it happen. But it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it wasn't some kind of surprise sucker punch. It's like, this happens every single year, like three times a year. And clearly the yeah. methods you're using aren't working. And clearly, here's the thing, if you get rid of Homecoming as an official event, I'm sorry, you can't put the toothpaste back in that tube. They don't care. You have lost any chance of enforcing that. So it's clear the methods you're using do not work. You're giving the police $300,000 worth of overtime. They were bringing in cops from Brockville, like surrounding communities. I saw a paddy wagon from the Durham region driving around. Oh, yeah, they They had Durham cops like they. okay, property damage to like some stuff. Not great. But the the cop resource response to this was so insane and all the comments are on facebook are like we're wasting police resources it's like yeah we are why are they all there like why do you need 10 cops to each student so they can stand around with their masks off like staring at everybody and then smacking a guy in the face with a baton like doing nothing (laughs) like wasting so much money just uh, pushing them yeah farther into other people's houses the the fact that like queens and the city's response to the problem of homecoming is just to like send equal numbers of cops and students to the same intersection it's like what the fuck like how is this fixing anything yeah they're they're hoping they're hoping that they snap and they completely destroy every single student that is there like because then because then uh the townies have declared that the university gets to keep their tuition money it's perfect yeah, like, this but is I thought they hated setup. the university. Yeah, but they hate the students more. You have to understand. Yeah. Queens is a Queens, much like Kingston, is a proud institution that is not based on a history of racism and has no problematic stuff to it at all. I'm sorry, the university's named after who? <laughs> I also uh, we didn't read this one comment earlier, but I've been staring at it Please. on my screen. It's the one saying uh, they need to open the like Kingston pen for the night yeah. and throw them in the empty cells. Yeah, they were oh, really wow. hitting yeah. the, the yeah, Kingston yeah. bingo. It was everything. <laughs> and like we're talking story. There's stories that have been posted since that aren't related to homecoming that have still gotten comments from angry uh, Kingstonians about homecoming. There was one about a uh, shooting near Sydenham Road, and it, the comment, the first comment, the top comment was, I'm less concerned about the reporting and more concerned with police resources being drained by foolishness at Queens. Yeah, like, <laughs> someone got shot, and you're just like, this is the student's fault. Like, man, the students 10 are kilometers being foolish right now. <laughs> it's like yeah. two townies killed each other. It's like, those fucking, st- why did the students do this? <laughs> <laughs> He probably shot the other guy because he thought he was a freaking queen student. (laughs) But I feel like there's two main issues with this, which is like Queen's response to homecoming and like the general lack of anything helpful and the increase of everything not helpful, like police. And then there's like the towny student dynamic. Um, I feel like for the Queen's student I'm sorry, for the Queen's University response to homecoming chance, you were the one that said this. um, But I was talking to friends that go to other universities before we were doing this episode. And other universities do have actual sanctioned drinking events on homecoming. So exactly so that they don't have this problem. They'll have a ringed off area with beer tents where the beer's really cheap and the students can get drunk still. But then there's campus security and there's like first aid and they can't go anywhere and do any damage. So like the fact that Queens 
like so much of this i swear must just be like they the alumni like this too like there was videos oh, yeah. from this homecoming of dudes in their 60s with their jackets on being like yeah so like mm -hmm. i don't think queens mm -hmm. actually wants to solve this problem they just want to no. make a poster before homecoming every year and just be like no guys keep queen's <laughs> reputation out of the gutter and then every year be like oh no you did it again like, and in the, the fuck? lead up in the lead up to this homecoming much much ado was made about queen's donating like $300,000 to cover the tab essentially. You know what mm -hmm. happened in 2005 and 2006? 120 and $150,000 payments were made to the city in advance of homecoming. Like this shit is it's the exact same. It's been happening forever. This is the model they have and clearly yeah. it's a model they're happy with because yeah. they just keep doing mm -hmm. it. Well, and here here's my uh argument about homecoming and the problem with homecoming is that there is no problem with homecoming. Yeah, it's perfect. The system is working perfectly. Every, every single facet of it is balanced so that everybody wins. Hmm. If you think about it, it's this carnival of misery that no one wants to get off. You have the the city who is uh, getting paid, paid out by Queens and also... Uh, all of the tourism that uh, <laughs> that this generates, despite what Facebook moms might uh, believe, a lot of people come to Kingston for homecoming and spend a lot of money here. Uh, and then, of course, you have the cops who get to cosplay as their favorite Gears of War character. <laughs> uh, and uh, they get, again, massive amounts of OT and so much good press. Everyone loves the cops every homecoming because they're you know, chasing around the the arch demon that is, you know, the 19 year old queen student. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, it, what else? The the media has a heyday. Uh, like we said, this is the biggest day in the case in this whole yeah. year. Bad coming. press is also good press for the university because clearly it hasn't impacted their, you know, application rate. The university's mm -hmm. population yeah. has only grown. And you may have some alumni that stopped donating. But guess what? All the ones that loved partying like in the early 2000s and have soulless jobs on Bay Street, they're probably still going to donate so they can come back and commit sexual assault on someone one third their age. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. So it's like, why would they stop this? This is the greatest racket in the world where the university can, you know, claim that they, oh, we hate this, we abhor this, we're an educational institution, we would never co-sign something like this. Well, subtly co-signing exactly this. And it doesn't matter if they take it away. Like, the genie is out of the lamp. These parties will continue to happen. Alumni will continue to show up. And, and it, it's over. And you, and you, Facebook commenter. Yeah, they you, love it. County, you love it. You relish these days. There's nothing you like more than being angry. And in a way, it's sort of beautiful because you can all be angry together. And again, uh, wish death uh, and like fire and brimstone upon Aberdeen Street. Uh, like, you know, wishing that you could call in a sort of a tactical nuke uh, to destroy the Ark or whatever. Yeah, this is the second most exciting day of the year for most of the Kingston's commenters. The other, only other one more exciting this year was uh, January 6th. Hey, that's because no. they got a chance to uh, use their air miles and stretch their legs a bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, in conclusion, homecoming sucks. Everyone who goes to it sucks. But uh, you know what? It also kind of rocks because it drives the most insane people in a deeply reactionary city even more insane. And that is so endearing and so entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I really like watching everybody squirm. Like, like nobody knows 
what the take is when it comes to homecoming. Like you were saying before about like people being like, shut down the school and then other people being like, expel them, but keep their money. And then people being like, Queens should sanction an event. And other people saying Queens should expel every student that was in the street. Um, I really like it, but funny, funny enough, none of them argue with each other because all of them just feel hatred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know well, what I mean? It's, none it's of like, none of them big, are saying that it's a their solution is wrong. Yeah. It's a big tent, yeah. baby. It's a big tent. <laughs> yeah, they're having. Um, it's a think tank. They're they're doing think tank things. <laughs> at some point, we're gonna get to a, a time when every everybody at homecoming is not a queen student. Because all the Queen students have been executed, so it's just going to be like ten, <laughs> ten thousand like seventeen-year-olds bussing in from, I don't know, Port Hope that are I feel uh, like here it, to honestly, have a good time. The people on Aberdeen, obviously, a lot of them are Queen students, but yes. I don't think the ratio is probably that high because a lot of Queen students have their own properties nearby that they can hang out on. So if you're just a visitor, you're going to go to Aberdeen. Like, there's so yeah. many people from other schools on Aberdeen, usually. So, And uh, my favorite thing is, like, people being like, but they're all wearing Queen's sweaters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, red. It's like, it's like <laughs> well, how, yeah. do you, how do you convince people you go to Queen's? You, you pay, like, 60 bucks and you get a Queen's sweater. Yeah, you get the You know run. what I mean? I mean, well, yeah. and with the Queen's clothing, that's how, as one commenter put it, you can get the criminal element infiltrating Kingston. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All you have to do is wear uh, a rugby shirt or uh, one of those gray hoodies. And it's like, you could literally be Muhammad Atta. Uh, you could be Ted Bundy. You could yeah. be, hey, how's this for a topical reference? Uh, freaking Brian Laundry. Uh, oh, got like, him. You, you could, could infiltrate. You know, say like you've been in and out of jail. Uh, you came came from like a rough neighborhood, didn't have the greatest family life, uh, and uh, you know, like you're just like sort of like lower class and like you know, just just and therefore evil and bad and like out to commit mm -hmm. more crime. Mm -hmm. What That's you true. should do if you're in that situation where you're in and out of jail and you don't have a lot of money, is just enroll in Queen's University. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, from there, you have this perfect cover to mm -hmm. uh, do all of the wildest crimes that you've ever imagined, which involve knocking over a mailbox. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. giving me you know, a fake ID. Yeah, being loud at uh, 12 in the morning and, uh, you know, build your criminal empire from there. Yeah, don't you dare do graffiti. That's like mm -hmm. the worst thing and oh everyone will tell you that you're yeah. horrible. I swear to God, if you draw on the side of this city bus, a city bus which we haven't cleaned because we don't provide funding for public transit in 300 years. Yeah. And it costs $4 to get on for the same reason. I will. We I pay will for the riot you. squad to show up. Yeah. But, like, cleaning that city bus, that's a little too much. You I know can't I mean? wait until next year when they have undercover cops, like, amongst the Queen's students. Yeah. That, my favorite thing is, is where is so awesome. Where is the people that were, like, hardcore police presence and, like, thank you cops for doing your jobs? Uh, they're on the podcast. Uh, where were those people when that vandalism went down, huh? Like, why why did the cops let that one slide? Well, Chance, do you remember during the, the BLM uprisings and protests how there was yeah. like one incident where it was an undercover cop who set fire to an auto zone mm -hmm. this is that yeah. that was definitely one of oh. the two people graffitiing <laughs> the bus they're like because then, then they go back to police hq and they're like we just got approval for one trillion extra dollars and it's perfect well, it's like we were exactly. going to build a woman's shelter and now we can shelter women from these evil students uh, by before this putting them in jail. gave 
Yeah, Queens gave the Kingston Police Department three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, keep the change, you filthy animals. They should like, give every uh, cop an honorary degree. Like Dean said, like this is everyone's getting off on this. Everyone benefits from the destruction, quote unquote, of homecoming. Like journalists Not the love postal it because it's... service. They have to fix the <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> like journalists get something to report on obviously like they're probably not sitting there like foaming at the mouth but they might be because like some people are sickos well it's but easy money they get yeah. something to report yeah. on and like uh, you don't have to do any work to do it all you have to do is go down uh to again go to aberdeen at like two in the afternoon put a mic in some drunk kid's face and have him say something stupid yeah. And then, uh, the, you know, the Queen students love it because they got something to do. And then the townies have something to rant about on Facebook while they were not going to drive through that intersection anyways, because nobody drives and down. They, they, they haven't done it in like six months. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like they live on the other side of town. They hate yeah. going downtown because of like students anyway, or just, you know, the general just the fact that they can't get their like massive like four by four truck down there. It's also not a it's not a throughway at all. It's, no, it's, no, yeah. there's no one way reason to drive down that street other than if you live there, which you um, don't. The, cop, the, the cops love it because they get to bump the numbers and be like, oh, I think it was like 8000 people, 10,000 people. How much more people do we have to say in order to get more money next year? Yeah, One million um, people were on Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you, how about you count otherwise? I bet you can't <laughs> even count past 100. We can't. And the people that dislike it would be something like Queens, but they can't say no more homecoming because it's going to happen because it was an unsanctioned event that was the problem, right? And even then, they don't really dislike it because they get a ton of money from alumni that show up for homecoming. So, like, why would they give that up? It, it becomes this weird, I, I think I was saying it in the chat earlier, but there's they've cultivated a culture around there being parties for homecoming regardless of homecoming happens or not and to now be upset that that's what's happening is kind of absurd but it leaves them in a position where the solution may be even more complex than the issue itself like uh me and megan were talking about maybe hosting sanction events and treating it like a music festival or something like that, where it's like you show your ID and your fax stuff at the door and like you can have it outside. It's just like a sectioned off area. And maybe that would get a lot of people away from these unsanctioned events. But at the same time, if you're not going to give them that, which they didn't this year because of the pandemic, then to get upset that unsanctioned events happened, it's a very strange dance that everyone's having as if uh, this was sh a shocking outcome. As if, uh, you know, nobody could foresee this, even though this literally happens every fucking year. And that's the annoying pantomime uh, of like every single year we have to we have to get outraged all over again. Uh, and we, yes. we have to like talk about policing all over again. And we, ha we have mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, listen to a drunk 19 year old like, you know, stumble over his words into a microphone all over again and and be horrified by the sight of it. Uh, but yeah, like the idea of doing a sanctioned event, uh, you know, a lot of people would cast out of hand of like, oh, like the it's ridiculous. The kids would never want to do it. Like there's like no money go for to that. The nighttime but, one. but like, yeah, if if, for example, uh, Queens University didn't give three hundred thousand dollars to, uh, you know, Kingston police and instead like funded some arts in Kingston and like had a big concert and had all sorts of different events. 
uh, with that were, you know, like monitored, uh, but, you know, were like had some sort of structure mm-hmm. to it uh, that would a uh, definitely attract a lot of students and a lot of, uh, you know, positive press for the school, spending all of that money to have like a massive like concert series or something. That'd be really cool. Uh, and B, get money out of the hands of the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would solve yeah, yeah. all of these issues that people on Facebook are claiming to be very upset about. I mean, to but be fair, some, they for... did do that in like 2017, 2018, I think. They had Sam Roberts perform. And that no, seemed No, they always to... have a nighttime concert. It's just yeah. they don't do anything during the day, which is when people go to Aberdeen. Well, that's because football is happening. Yeah, but. Yeah, they assume and then people everybody go to that, is but you gonna can't leave at half. Game. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. That's why you drink in the parking lot before. People, they go to the game and they leave at halftime. So clearly, there is not. That's not capturing. Well, that's just because the team loses. Uh, uh, no, actually, ever since I've started going to games, they are undefeated. And I have been told <laughs> that they are getting me a ring and they're actually drafting me to the CFL. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's great. Uh, job. Also, yeah, I'm going to make $40,000 a year. <laughs> This year, um, they closed the beer tent at the at Richardson Stadium. Did you hear yes, about they that? Did. Yeah, they oh, closed it at halftime. There. Oh Weird. no, they, there is a beer garden. Like that, that was one of yeah. the big upgrades to the new Richardson. Is there's a, mm. a they, sh- they shut it down because area. they they didn't have security at the door, so everyone was just walking in. And then when it went over capacity and everyone was drunk because there's no security, they were like, "Oh my god, we have to shut this down. This is way too crazy and scary and illegal. We got to shut it down." And it's like. You gave $300,000 to the cops. Like, why didn't you have fucking campus security all over the place? It's um, hard. Why didn't, you, why didn't you do anything? Uh, Chance, just, I'd uh, like to see you organize an event, okay? <laughs> I've so done it. So easy to criticize. <laughs> no. I have. Not homecoming. <laughs> You're right. Damn it. Guy's, I've never organized, organized homecoming. homecoming. Yeah. Uh, fuck me. I, no, I, right. I it's a mess. Um, want to say, I feel like, so Kingston Townie relations, sorry, like student Townie relationships, bad, mm-hmm. not doing so hot. They don't like yes. each other. No, but it should be a parasocial relationship. Actually, I don't At, think the students have an opinion on the townies. I think the townies just don't like the students. No, yeah, yeah. exactly. But so. At townies, saying that you're going to water cannon them on Facebook is mm. maybe not the way that you get them to care about the community. Just my opinion. No, yeah, pushes but, people further away. They don't give a shit after yeah. they find out that everyone fucking hates them. Like if everything a Queen student hears is just interviews and comments from townies saying that they hope they die in a tragic accident, you're going to be like, then I'm going to piss on your house. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So, yeah, they, they don't care about you at that point. If someone said that, like, nobody nobody takes it personally. Everyone's acting like this is some game that they're watching. But, like, if someone told you that they fucking hated you and hoped the cops would beat you in the street, you're probably not going to respect that person much anymore. Yeah, so... And, and Dean, I keep thinking about your arts festival idea and, like, you know, maybe even townies could come. Could be like a no. That'd be crazy fun. <laughs> fun thing. Uh, can you who imagine, you, like, street, who would street you installations of artists? That would be interesting for both the townies <laughs> and the students. What musical artist? artist? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who would be interesting for everybody. But, like, even then, just hire somebody who does know that shit. Mm. They never uh, do. I, I, they I, think, do but. I think I know what, what band could, could bring us all together. Bring both the Zoomers on TikTok uh, and like the old stodgy, uh, you know, uh, townies who maybe appreciate little folk. And that's, you know, the dulcet tones uh, of John Durnell. Oh, uh, fuck off. Just... <laughs> if, if he played even a single chord of the best <laughs> death metal band in Denton, he would be called a 
and chased off stage by the townies. I'm just telling you this as an objective fact. They would hate yeah. him. No, we I, should, I believe we should hire, that music has the power to change the world. We should hire 100 Gex to play Next Homecoming. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Kicks yeah. the police. There were, there were 8,000 Gex on stage. Far too many Gex. <laughs> Way too many Gex. There uh, was a dangerous get... amount of Gex present. <laughs> we had to use the Hammer of Dawn on them. I think I think overall it just ends up being that Queens is lazy about trying to do anything. And everyone else wants something to be mad at because it's a spectacle. And the best thing you can do is just be blackpilled about the whole situation. And laugh at everybody's reaction when they start throwing around shocked Pikachu faces about like Queens students partying. Uh, but yeah, you know what? This this homecoming debacle, I think we have done a great deal to brainstorm possible solutions. Uh, an arts fest led by somebody who both townies and students can appreciate. I think maybe that should be Fred Durst, Limp Biscuit. You know, that's yeah. one for yes. the townies. We could do like a joint concert between Fred Durst and Mitski. I think that would work mm. perfectly. Yeah. They should have, they should hire ICP yes, to, to open up for... Ariana Grande, and <laughs> everybody be would be so happy. Sick. I would love that concert. <laughs> Only if she's on stage with them at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, uh, we could get, you know, are any of the Eagles still alive? There's lots of they, Eagles. There's gotta be. Uh, get, like, yeah, Joe Walsh and Olivia Rodrigo. That's the perfect synthesis. <laughs> there you go. Let's do Blue like, Rodeo. They'll play for free. That's anywhere, true. Yeah, they got true. nothing going on. Yeah, they my might parents love us. them. <laughs> that's true. It's like anyway, Blue Rodeo and Casador. There you go. We've does we've anyone done it. Have some closing thoughts. Uh, no thoughts. You know empty. what? As both a, a townie and a queen student, and uh, a thought. I have dual and a thought. I have dual loyalties. And yeah, I we so are we. All of us are you are, are, are not townies. I'm a townie. No, you are not. Uh, I, I I lived on Princess Street for two years. That makes me no, a townie. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. This... All right. Thank you Anyways. so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> I love every, every episode of this show ends with Megan begging us to end. Please, uh, <laughs> please. I want to stop talking to you. Yeah. I have to go Jesus. eat crackers, okay? Yeah, so... we're working on a Halloween special, so stay That's tuned right. for Next that, week, folks. folks. That's going to be fun. Boo. Have a spooky uh, fake homecoming weekend. And if you're a student, you know what? Uh, have fun. Party. Just don't destroy the property of an actual person. You know what? Have Go nuts. Destroy your landlord's place. Just, you know, keep it safe. Keep it tight. Megan, M Megan, yeah. take us out of this hell, please. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next week for Halloween. And bye-bye. <laughs>